The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL Week 15 Power Rankings. We're going to talk a little bit about NBA and a little bit about life in general. You're listening to Sean and Sam on the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, how you doing, my man? What is up, brother? Another week in the grind. How are you? I'm doing well. As we always do, Sam, with the power rankings, let's just get in there right away. We'll bring you back on. Sound good, buddy? Yes, sir. NFL Week 15 Power Rankings. Now, usually I start with a screen of respect. At this point, I've decided just to move to a 12-team um, twelve team ranking here. So I'm going to go through, as I always do, from 12 to 1. Now, most of these teams are going to probably be my playoff predictions. Now, I'm going to say this out of the 12 teams, seven of them are in the AFC. I do include what I believe will be the final AFC playoff teams here, and I only have five teams from the NFC. Who do I not have in the NFC? I don't have the Arizona Cardinals, and I don't have, at this point, the Washington football team, which would be the other two representatives if the season were to end today in the playoffs. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, I think they'll be in, um, but they still have a a little bit of a tough sledding. If they beat Philadelphia, I think they're going to be in. But let's just start with the number 12 team on my list of the top 12 this week, the power rankings. Number 12 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 8-5. and To be honest with you, Um, I think they're realistically heavier, uh, or I should say better than that. I think they'll be more of a Super Bowl threat once we get into the playoffs. There are just some things that they have to figure out um, consistency-wise, specifically in the offense. Um, They did handle the Minnesota Vikings, but honestly, I was watching that game, and if Minnesota hit its field goals, that would be a completely different game. I also think um, the the two uh, pass interference penalties in that game towards the end of the first half, uh, namely, to me, not even so much that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. I think the the one in the drive before it where Minnesota picked the ball off, Mike Evans slipped. Um, They called a a pass interference penalty. I thought that was weak. So basically what I'm saying is I like the Minnesota Vikings as well. I thought that that was much closer, a much closer game than the final score indicated. But still, um, like I said, I think Minnesota is good too. Tampa Bay did prevail. I think Tampa Bay probably would have won that game by a field goal anyway. Um, But I want to see what they do towards the, the close of the season. But again, once we get into the playoffs, that team is just a team that's built for the playoffs. I love their defense, and if Brady can be more consistent, especially passing the ball downfield, and he did hit a deep one to Scotty Miller uh, this past week, then I think Tampa is going to be very good. Number 11, the Baltimore Ravens. They're back on this list. They're not quite in the top 10 yet. I've been saying for a few weeks, look, they're going to win out. Um, and uh, they've held serve so far. At this point, they are 8-5. and five. I do believe they will finish 11-5. and five. Now, the Miami Dolphins are not on this list because I believe that they will lose one of those games. Uh, but basically, Miami and Baltimore, um, they're going to be numbers 7 and 8 in this conference, I believe. And both of those teams, I feel like, have to win out. Um, to get into the playoffs, although you, we'll see how things shake out once you get into play, um, um, tiebreakers. You know, if the Colts or the Titans, who are both at 9-4, and four, if they don't win out and say the Dolphins and the Ravens do win out, at this point I just don't know what the tiebreakers are just yet. However, uh, Miami, uh, they have to deal with, um, they, they played a really nice game against Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but they have to deal with the New England Patriots, they have to deal with the Buffalo Bills, and I forgot who their third game is. The Baltimore Ravens have a much easier finish to the schedule, um, and I do believe, like I said, they're going to be 11-5, and five, and I do believe they will be in the playoffs. That was a huge win against the Browns um, at, the, at the end of the game there. Uh, congrats to Lamar Jackson, who finally, you know, put some stuff together, passing the ball, made some plays down the field when he had to, a little bit off schedule, and credit the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they made some adjustments in their offense as well. 
Uh, but anyway, I think Baltimore's trending up. And if an 11-5 team, a Baltimore on a five-game winning streak, makes it to the playoffs, I think everybody will stop freaking out a little bit, as I think they should have not been freaking out to begin with anyway. Uh, number 10, the Tennessee Titans. 9-4, and four, the Tennessee Titans have beaten the Baltimore Ravens when Baltimore was you know, pretty much at full strength. I still have questions about the Tennessee Titans' defense, but their offense is very good. They do play a brand of football that I think is very, uh, very well built for the playoffs. The running game with Derrick Henry is going to be next level. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is still better than people think he is. He's a very efficient passer, especially in this offense. I think things will be moving forward. The big question is the defense, which is why I have the number nine team, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, nine and four also with them. And I believe the Indianapolis Colts are a wild card team because Tennessee owns the tiebreak at this point. I have the Indianapolis Colts ahead of them because I like their defense more. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, I don't even know if he was available or maybe he was banged up or something against the Titans the last time they played. But anyway, Jen- Jonathan Taylor finally looked really, really good last week. If you have a run game, you have a defense that can stop the run and a defense that's as tough against the pass um, or as tough against the pass as the Indianapolis Colts is. Good things are going to happen in the playoffs. Phillip Rivers has had success in the playoffs. He's made the AFC Championship game at least once or twice. Um, arguably would have uh, won the Super Bowl or made it to the Super Bowl if he didn't play one of those, <laughs> those playoff games with a shredded ACL. Uh, but Phillip Rivers is a good leader. This offense is is strong enough to get it done, and this defense is strong enough. So they can win a low-scoring game. They can win a high-scoring game. I like teams that can win both ways when we get in the playoffs. Number eight, the Indiana, or I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns, who were at nine and four after that disappointing loss to the Baltimore Ravens. But that was, in terms of quote unquote good losses, that's about as good of a loss as you can take. You love to see Baker Mayfield. I really think he's taken a step forward. I have been somewhat critical. I've been maybe not even critical so much as questioning whether or not he could do it. He's proven that he can, even without Odell Beckham. I thought that this offense was going to need Odell Beckham's downfield kind of double move um, threat, um, and they've adjusted. And, you know, a team that has Nick Chubb, who I always say is my favorite running back in the uh, the NFL. When I mean favorite, I mean I think he's the best running back in the NFL. Uh, I, the Cleveland Browns, and their defense is better than you think it is as well, uh, you know, Monday Night Football notwithstanding. So the Cleveland Browns, very strong, 9-4. and four. They're going to be in the playoffs. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, number 7 on my list, the Green Bay Packers at 10-3. and three. Now, the number one scoring offense in the league is not my number, you know, in the top five. I think that's um, that's tough, right? They're 10-3. and three. I think they're the number one seed in the NFC right now. So Packers fans are like, what the heck are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP in the league. We're getting vintage Aaron Rodgers. It's fantastic. My question about them is their defense. Same question I have with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, their their offense is good. The Green Bay Packers' offense is better. But the defense is giving me more questions than answers at this point. I don't love that. Um, I do believe the Green Bay Packers are saving Aaron Jones for the playoffs, but they're not really going to him that much. I'd like to see the Green Bay Packers run a little bit more, but you know what? We know that the Packers can run if they have to run, and when Aaron Rodgers is going 39 touchdowns to four interceptions, do you really have to run? Um, My answer is yes when you get in the playoffs, but the Packers, their offense can do whatever they want to do, and that's fantastic. The defense, they need to fix some stuff in the defense. That's just reality, everybody. Number six on my list, the Seattle Seahawks. Why are they ahead of the Green Bay Packers? Because I think their defense is playing better. Russell Wilson 
Look, we know Aaron Rodgers played probably, you know, the last four to five weeks better. Uh, Russell Wilson played the first four to five weeks of the season better than Aaron Rodgers did. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, to me, has passed Russell Wilson in the MVP vote. That's true. But still, the Seattle Seahawks are very good. And Seattle, when they've lost, um, I think they lost like three out of four games or something like that earlier in the season. Uh, Chris Carson wasn't available for those games. When he's been back and when he's been in that offense and with his physical running, this team wins games. And add to that that they have Chris Carson back, adding to that, that the the defense is playing better and better by the week. They're starting, in my opinion, to peak at the right time. So as we get into the playoffs, I think they're going to be a little bit more tough to deal with. Number five on this list, the Los Angeles Rams at 9-4. and four. Um, And full disclosure, I called the Seattle Seahawks to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC, and I'm not walking that back. But I am saying today, the Los Angeles Rams defense is better. Um, Cam Akers is looking really good as of late. Is that going to be a trend that continues? I don't know. I'd like to see McVay be more consistent with who he gives the ball to. Um, the idea that uh, you know you have a committee of running backs and you ride the hot hand, I've never bought into that um, You know that, that philosophy. If you have a number one on your depth chart, you ride the number one on your depth chart because he's earned it and he's proven that when the offensive line blocks for him, over time, more often than not, he will produce and outproduce his uh, his counterparts in the backfield. Cam Akers, I like this uh, this guy. I know that they're going to include Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson and all this stuff, but Cam Akers, if he can be that star running back that we saw over the last couple of weeks, this Rams team is going to be tough to beat. Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl, Super Bowl pedigree up here. There's only one team ahead of these guys. Um, basically, from seven all the way to one, there's only been one quarterback that hasn't been to the Super Bowl on this list, and you'll get there. You can probably guess who that is already. Uh, number four on this list, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, the Steelers have dropped all the way to number four. They're on a two-game losing streak, and look, I'm not freaking out. If if you followed me all season long, I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably the second-best team in the AFC at this point um, when we get to the playoffs, and that's a key thing. Uh, you know, I, I Ben Roethlisberger's been there before the defense is playing well. The problem with the Steelers, as I've been saying for weeks, is the drops. They've finally caught up to the Pittsburgh Steelers the last couple of weeks. You can get a, you can get by with dropping passes against, you know, um, uh, I don't know, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. You can get by with that, and we'll probably see it again this week. And uh, as I've been kind of banging on him, and he's on my fantasy team and all this stuff, Deontay Johnson, man, how many passes have to be thrown right into your chest and right into your helmet? And you drop in key situations, third downs, you, you know, instead of uh, extending the drive, instead of going towards, uh, you know, a touchdown or a field goal, you punt. That matters, especially when we get to the playoffs. We need to see more consistency. Eric Ebron is another guy that I've seen drop a lot of passes. Now, maybe Juju will drop one. Maybe James Washington will drop one. But that's an aberration. Um, the uh, Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson, they're consistently dropping passes, specifically Johnson. I support the benching of Johnson. And, uh, you know, he's got to get his head on right. When he does, the Steelers revolt back up. And I think, you know, at least one of those losses can be attributed um, to, uh, to really drop passes and miss opportunities. So the Steelers have the talent to get better, but hey, they're not putting it together on the field, and this list criticizes. We hold teams accountable here. Number three on this list, the New Orleans Saints. They've dropped a little bit this past week, not because they lost to Philadelphia. I'll tell you why. Uh, really, because other teams are outplaying them, in my opinion. Now, 10-3, and three, um, Now they they are now the number two seed in the NFC if the season were to end today. We'll see how the rest of the season shakes out. We should get Drew Brees going against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes this week. That's going to be a massive game. Um, the New Orleans Saints, I've been saying this um, for, for weeks, right? Taysom Hill, and by the way, I did call the Philadelphia upset last week. It wasn't an upset to me. And the reason why is because Philadelphia, what do they do well, generally speaking, especially this year, is they stop the 
run. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback that that hurts you down the field. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles matched up very well against the New Orleans Saints, and uh, it did not surprise me, especially with a quarterback coming in. No tape on him. The defense can't really prepare because they don't know what they're going to see. Um, that, for me, was an easy cover and uh, not a surprise to me at all that the New Orleans Saints lost. So I'm not banging them on that. I'm not freaking out. But what I do like about the Saints is the defense. When Breeze goes out, the defense really stepped up. Um, can they keep that going into the playoffs? I don't know. Ultimately, I think New Orleans is peaking at the right time. To me, before the season, I called the New Orleans Saints to make it to the NFC Championship game and lose to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not walking that back either, but really, this could be the Saints season. I think over all of the NFC teams, assuming Breeze comes back and he's as good as we're used to seeing him, this team, I mean, we haven't seen this team full strength, really, since um, I think maybe week one, because uh, then Michael Thomas got hurt. They adjusted. They lost to the... Uh, they lost quickly to the Raiders. They lost to the Packers without Michael Thomas. Then they adjusted. I think they reeled off like nine and wins in a row or something like that. Um, even when Michael Thomas came back, I think Breeze got hurt that game and maybe Michael Thomas. So basically, we haven't seen a full-strength New Orleans Saints team since week one of the NFL season. And you can make an argument that you know Michael Thomas wasn't even full-strength through that entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers victory. So what am I saying here? Well, last season I was saying the same thing about San Francisco 49ers. They had a great record, but we hadn't seen them at full strength, and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. The New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, his legs are rested. Um, you know, Hopefully those ribs are healed, and uh, and they're ready to make a push in the playoffs. And I think we're, we're going to get a really good New Orleans Saints team, so it's going to be fun in the NFC playoffs. Number two on this list earned their way up. Um, they've moved their way up. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, 10-3, and three, taking care of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And why did they take care of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Was it because of the drops? Well, I don't think that helped the Pittsburgh Steelers' cause, but you got to give credit to the Buffalo Bills' defense, which has been playing better the last three to four games. I've been, you know, I banged on them early in the season and said, hey, this isn't the Buffalo Bills' defense we're used to seeing. They need to get better. I've been saying the same thing all season about the Tennessee Titans. I said the same thing in this list about the Green Bay Packers. Um, I said the same thing most of the season long about the Seattle Seahawks. Well, now now we see the Bills and the Seahawks, their defenses are consistently getting better. And I would say I would give the edge to the Buffalo Bills defense right now. It's playing really good football at the right time. And it's all about peaking as you get in to the playoffs. It's it's playing your best football and it's being healthy. And the Buffalo Bills at this point are putting that on the field. They're earning it. And I'm not so sure they're not the best team in the AFC today. But the number one team on my list, the Kansas City Chiefs, first of all, let me say this. We all hold the Kansas City Chiefs, the returning Super Bowl um, champions, to a higher standard. I don't think they're playing their best football, and they're 12-1. and one. So that just goes to show you, I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier in this list. They have a high ceiling. I believe they have the second highest ceiling um, of any team in the AFC, uh, or really even maybe even in the league. The Kansas City Chiefs have the highest ceiling to me definitely in the league. I don't think I've seen four quarters of football from this team in like a year and a half. The closest I got was three quarter, maybe two and a half quarters of football against the Houston Texans in the playoffs last year, and they put 50 points and just blew the doors after going down like 24 to nothing. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have the highest ceiling. I don't, like I said, I don't think they're playing their best football, but it's not important to play your best football in September, in October, in November, and even in December, it's important to be playing your best football in January, and we've seen this for years with the New, the New England Patriots, right? They start the season, they go two and two. 
then then the next you know quarter of the season suddenly they're sitting at like five and three and everybody's like oh is this the end of the Patriots you know in previous seasons and then they get better and better and better then they don't lose any games in December then they get into January ready to go for the playoff push I think that's we're, we're seeing a little bit of that from the Kansas City Chiefs the leadership of Patrick Mahomes who'd probably be at this point my second or third vote for MVP Aaron Rodgers is leading that vote for me right now but again they're 12 and one and I don't think we've seen their best football offensively or defensively they have the highest ceiling when the playoffs start it's going to be hard for me to pick against them especially and I I believe in the playoffs it matters a Super Bowl pedigree that matters as well so if the season were to end today I do think the Buffalo Bills are playing better more consistent football than say the Pittsburgh Steelers Um, and if these two teams were to meet the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills and I know they did before in kind of a sloppy weather game if these two teams were to meet again the Buffalo Bills would give Um, the Kansas City Chiefs a better game but I also think the Kansas City Chiefs could give the Buffalo Bills a better game as well so I'd be very interested to see we'll see what happens peaking at the right time is everything anyway those are my power rankings what do you think tell me who your top five are I'd love to see them comment below and we'll check you again next week mirror mirror on the wall what is the best brand for my balls manscaped of course hold up Is that a nose pube? Good thing our partners at Manscaped are here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. I can tell you, Sam, we talk about this. Getting older is weird. I had some nose hairs blending right into my beard. And when it blends, it's like that that camouflage here. It blends right perfectly into the beard hair. I just noticed it yesterday, and I got my weed whacker. Actually, Manscaped weed whacker. I was literally using this yesterday. Took care of it. Did a great job. Uh, You don't want those nose hairs hanging down. You don't want those ear hairs out there either. Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included is that weed whacker that I was using the ear and nose hair trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look, fellas, seriously, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Think about this. If you were dating somebody with long nose hair, would that be a turn-on? Of course not. Why not use the best tools in the job here, everybody? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. It's time to turn that gooch into Gucci with Manscaped. And let's not forget their famous liquid bundles, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Also, you will receive a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking and lawn mowing time clean and enjoyable. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. And right now for our listeners and our watchers on YouTube, by the way, get 20% off and free shipping with code SPORTSAHOLIC at manscaped.com. Look in the show notes below. I have the link and I have the promo code. The promo code is SPORTSAHOLIC, just like the show. S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H-O-L-I-C. But again, just scroll down, click the show notes, click the link. It'll get you there. Once again, 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Everybody, once again, 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use that promo code SPORTSAHOLIC. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Make sure your balls are looking great during the process, everyone. Sammy. Yo. Oh, my goodness. I love that read. 
What a no. I love that read. I, I, love, I love the product, too. I mean, literally, we were, we were talking about this last week, man, like the, the, the weed whacker, the ear and the, no, the nose. Like, I, I, was looking, I was looking down, and I might have even said this last week because I had kind of noticed, you know, a couple things. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. And then one thing leads to another. You don't really think about it. And I was washing my hands the other day, and um, like yesterday, and it was just like, I mean, a perfect just river of nose hair going into my mustache. I was like, holy moly. We got to take care of this right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Anyway, how you doing, man? How you doing this week? Oh, man, you know, uh, just just trying to trying to get through it. I keep forgetting it's, uh, you know, uh, December, end of the year, and then I go outside at nighttime and I see uh, Christmas lights, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that that's it's coming up, it's coming up quick. So yeah, our house. I mean, we do. Um... We do a lot of uh, Christmas decorations at our house, so we got the trees up and all that stuff. It's uh, it's like that, but you know the air in the house. I'm in Chicago, so it's cold. So the air in the house is getting stale. Um, and I was looking at the 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 weather report prior to this, and I'm just like, you know, um, I gotta I gotta open some windows, get some fresh air in here. But I don't have that opportunity again. I think till next Tuesday when it's 45 degrees outside, and that's the uh. best we're gonna get. So. What's the what, what is the temperature up there right now? Uh I think it might be I think it might be in the thirties. Let me let me pull that up. Let's pull up the uh the old Doppler here. <laughs> nah, not the Doppler, but what is it today? Today is a it's thirty degrees right now, so it's below freezing, high of thirty four, low of twenty three. Mm. So of course I'm sleeping like a king. Oh yeah, man, I course. love the cold. Oh, that's the best. Uh, that cold sleep is the best sleep, man. It is. I got two fans on in the house and it's freezing. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah, so power rankings, um, you know, Kansas City Chiefs had to move him back up. Steelers, man, they're dropping too many passes. Have you been paying attention to that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked uh, I checked their game this past week. Yeah, it's, uh, they can't stop dropping passes. It's been, they've been doing that for two months. Yeah, and, I mean, the Bills The Bills are a good team. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, um, they kind of, you know, Steelers kind of defeated themselves, like, like you said, dude. making too many mistakes, dropping too many passes. You know, they're, they're there. You yeah, know, they just get a little sloppy. They do, and it, it's been that way. Like I've been, of course, like the YouTube stuff, and and you know, putting those things together and everything. Like I'll put together like a a game reaction or something like that, and I'll say I've been saying this since like September, October. I'm like, hey, you know, what's up with Deontay Johnson, dude? This guy's like drops too many passes, and now it's like it's it's a disease for him. Like he's it's almost right. like he's got the yips. It's uh, it's an issue, brother. It's an issue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so what's going on with James Harden, man? Tell me. Well, uh, he played last night. Um, he looks uh, pretty out of shape. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, you know, uh, no, some I pictures from him in the game last night. Um, he was definitely doing those uh, late night fried food uh, <laughs> strip club tour that he had been doing, you know, for the past month or so. Um, look, look, uh, played decently well. Um, and... You know, I don't think they're going to be able to move him because there's basically one team that is saying, like, they'll even entertain it, but they don't want to give up as much as the Rockets want. And I think the Rockets might as well just tell them, hey, we're not moving you. We can't get anything for you. You might as well try to make this work with John Wall. And, you know, they actually played well together last night. Yeah, so what do we – we have about, like, what, five days left of uh, preseason and the NBA regular season starts, right? Well, yeah. I mean, some game – every team had the option to either play four games or two games of a preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so some teams just 
said, hey, we'll just do the two. I know the Nets played last Friday or Saturday, um, and then they don't play again until this Friday. So they're just doing two preseason games and, you know, uh, going with it. So, yeah, a regular season will be uh, kicking up next week. So uh, we're, getting, we're getting right into it. Uh, who do you like this season? I mean, like you said, the Lakers put it together. Um, you know, Durant I, isn't playing yet, is he? No, he played the other night. Man. Did he? He looked good. He looked good um, making a bunch of, um, you know, uh, cuts and things like that that mm-hmm. you like to see from a guy that coming is coming off that back injury. from Achilles because he doesn't look like he's um, favoring it. Um, so he, he looked really good. Shot looked really good. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Nets. I mean, obviously, you know, Kyrie's my favorite current player. Uh, really? Why teams. is that? Why do you? I know, I know, it's the Duke thing, but why do you like him as an NBA player? I've always, man. Even when you know, uh, I think when Duke first started recruiting Kyrie, you know, when he was in uh, junior uh, in high school, that's when I really started to really follow him, and obviously, I've just followed him all the way. I think he's just my favorite player to watch. Um, he can get anywhere on the court with his handles. Um, he's just a real unique guy too. I, I just, he's just my favorite. He's my favorite player. Um, and, and, and he's like, in terms of style basketball, you like him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I like the way he plays. I like, um, I really like how he can just with his, with like a few dribbles, he can get anywhere on the court that he wants to. And, create a lot of open stuff for his team and and i'm actually you know i'm really liking the nets with how deep they are i'm glad they didn't trade for a james harden right and completely deplete their roster their um second team is is as good as some of the lower teams first team so um i think they're gonna need that if they could stay healthy with a mike dan antoni offense um I, I think they can go, you know, um, it's going to be them or the Sixers, I believe. Really? Um, and, you know, maybe Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee lost some. What about Miami? Um, we'll see. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it seems like Brooklyn is a better version. It's, to me, just hearing you describe it, it sounds like uh, Brooklyn is a better version of Miami, like a deep roster, but a little bit better at the top, considering that you have Durant and Irving. You got yeah, you got Durant, Irving, and then a bunch of guys that have been able to carry that franchise for the past few years, and they didn't get rid of them. They didn't get right. rid of a Spencer Dinwiddie. They didn't get rid of a Karis Levert. They still have all these guys. Um, they still have a DeAndre Jordan. They have uh, Tyler Johnson um, as a backup, who was a really good, really good starter for a long time um, with Miami. Um, so I think, and they have a really progressive, you know first year coach who seems to know how to handle um some egos at this point um and is basically there because those star guys wanted him there um hmm. so I'm, I'm i really like i'm liking the nets man i am i am full-fledged on the nets i think the heat will be good but i feel like they they were good last year i feel like they struck while they had to strike yeah. mm-hmm. that was a perfect situation for them last year now guys like a Duncan Robinson or a Tyler Hero aren't going to be really sneaking up on anybody. These guys are, you know, um, they're going to be scouted. They're going to be, you know, dealt with. And we'll we'll see how they go. I just don't know if you don't have uh, another star. And Jimmy Butler's a great player, but I don't know if he's necessarily a star. Um, he's just, 
I just don't know how far they'll they'll be able to go um, in the East this year. Well, we'll see. I have the I have the Lakers winning it again though. So um, yeah, I think they got better, and I feel like LeBron is you know he knows what his window is. I think he really wants to get that that sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so I know he's you know chasing that. So we'll see. Is he at uh, four now? He's at four. Yeah. yeah. So I think he would at least like to get on par. Yeah, because right. Because that'll at least, you know, that's always the that's always the measuring ground between him and uh him and Mike. But, Mr. Mike. You know, yeah. So Mikey J. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season to start. Um it'll be weird with the COVID stuff. And, yeah. Um, but I know the teams and the NBA have done a real good job with scheduling. So if they're playing back to backs, they're usually playing the same team. Doing back to back so they can knock them out. <laughs> sure, and I mean that's that's all, that's cool. I just la- on, cutting down on the travel, so you're not having a team play in Milwaukee, and then you know sometimes it's weird. They'll go from like Milwaukee to Miami, and then back to Chicago a few nights later, and it's like, why wouldn't we do Milwaukee and Chicago? Right, like right next know, to each other, right? Right, like why are we having these guys get in at four or five a.m. and then playing the next night? That is it's, weird because they used to weird. they used to they used to do that. They used to you remember back when we were like you know Magic fans and stuff when we were mm-hmm. kids. They would they would go on these like week long, two week long West Coast swings and just hit all the West Coast cities and then come back. So they I guess they went away with that, but you know there's also a lot more time between games generally. But I laugh. Right. I laugh about the teams playing each other, you know, kind of back-to-backs and stuff and knocking them out. There's going to be more fights. <laughs> it's going to be more yeah. fights because, you know, playing these guys two weeks in, or two two times in a row, um, it's going to get chippy, right. which is just good. I, I, I like watching that, so. Right. So you like Philadelphia, the way they constructed their team. Who's the coach there now? Uh, with who? Philly. Oh, um, Doc Rivers. No kidding. Yeah. I completely missed on that. I've been yeah, I've been Rivers. in the NFL bunker since the season since the NBA finals. Oh, so. they got Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey's the GM um, or the president. Uh, I guess Elton yeah. Brand is still the GM, but Daryl Morey's pretty much running <laughs> right. the show. Right. He came there and made all these you know crazy good deals to get shooters on that team, um, which they need. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a guy like Embiid, um, who's you know obviously a good low uh, low post player, and then a guy like Simmons who can get anywhere on the court but can't can't shoot the ball for a lick mm-hmm. um you need to put some shooters around that team like they had when they had jj reddick there right some other guys and that was their best year and then they got rid of all their shooters and then had a subpar year right um so uh we'll see i think they'll i think they'll be good yeah do you think um <clears throat> i'm looking to see is uh <coughs> excuse me is seth curry going to be the the starter there um i don't know if he'll be a starter he might come off but i'm there could be a good there could be a good chance for that. Yeah. Um, they signed another shooter. I just can't think of it, who it is off the top of my head right now. And uh, oh yeah, it's uh, Green. Yeah, Danny Green. So yeah. I can see Danny Green actually starting just because he's got you know some years um, of experience and just coming off a championship team. Um, and I feel I, I think Seth Curry is a good uh, is a good bench uh, guy to come in and give you uh, you know give you a good fifteen off the bench. Um, but yeah, Giannis signed the supermax. I saw that. So, so, um, that's good for the NBA. You like to see guys, you know, stay in, you know, uh, certain places. I think he could have like a Dirk type career where he stays in one place the whole time. Um, I'm just, I'm not sold. 
I think Giannis is an awesome player, definitely, you know, but I feel like when it gets crunch time and he can't just barrel into the basket all he wants, yeah, I right. just don't know if they have enough around him. No, this to be I mean, able to to get that done. You it, know, it, it, I've I've said this a, a while. It, it reminds me a lot of LeBron Cleveland one, where it's just a bunch of people looking around at at, at Giannis. It's right there, and and I, I, you know, I don't watch as much NBA as you do, but when I see him, I, I see a very talented guy that plays young. Like mm-hmm. you know, I just I I don't think that he's. Look, maybe his talent is going to get them to the finals, but I think that especially with Durant and like Kyrie over there, and you know the the Celtics are always going to be a well coached team as long as they right. um as long as they have that system intact. It's going to be tough for for Milwaukee to ever break through. Um, and Toronto is always underrated too. They right. always seem to right. do well. Like no, and we haven't even mentioned them until now. Toronto just always ends up like the second seed in the in, you know in the conference and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody and they're playing out of they're playing out of Tampa. Yeah, so. right, right. <laughs> I'd be, I, I, it'd be interesting. I wonder where they're going to be playing their games. I would imagine um, maybe where the uh, Lightning play, but um, yeah, I'm not I would too think sure. So. That, that would be or the... I guess they could play where USF um, plays their, you know, on the on campus. That's true. But, but yeah, I mean, there's no fans, so I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where they're going to play. To be honest with you, YMCA. Yeah, the one he had the local JCC. wide world of sports. Nah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's interesting. I wonder. Um, I mean, are there going to be crowds in the stands at all? Like, have there been talks about uh, that at all? Not, not to start the season. I know, not not to start. Yeah, well, um, it's enclosed. It's not like open air. So I think it's right. it'd probably be unwise. Um, and you know, eventually, you know, the the vaccines will get out, and I'm sure all the players will get the vaccines. Well, a lot of the players, not all. Yeah, of them. I mean, I know, I know three people this week that are getting the vaccine. Yeah. You know, obviously, I work in healthcare, so yeah, um, they're going, they're getting theirs first. So um, yeah, so and you see, this stuff is is going to become pretty readily available. So yeah. I'm sure they would like to get. You know, as soon as that gets rolling and things get back on track a little bit, we'll uh, we'll see fans, and hopefully by hopefully by the playoffs, that would be a good be nice. good thing to see uh, some some fans in the in the crowd. Ah, uh, yeah, it would be nice. And and speaking of Tampa with Toronto, there I, the weirdest thing. So I've been watching. You know, I've watched a lot of Roku, and and I think I mentioned I'm watching Forged in Fire lately. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I ran out of it on Netflix, but I you know I have cable and satellite and all that stuff so i i downloaded the the history app so i can get it on demand and uh so on the history channel i've been watching this forged in fire and when they cut to commercial they i i see like once or twice a night a commercial about tampa bay like tourism like come visit tampa <laughs> bay and i'm like what the hell would i go to tampa bay for <laughs> you know that being a native floridian in, in central florida i'm just like what the hell am i going to tampa tampa <laughs> really yeah, I don't although, know, although we did go there on a guy's trip, more out of necessity yeah, well, for me we than anything else. Apollo, yeah, Apollo, Apollo Beach. Beach, the retirement we... community with nothing open, the world's worst pizza. <laughs> it was awful. It's an awful trip. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, but I think we're going. Where did did we settle on one? It's either Austin or New, New Orleans, Orleans, right? I think. Yeah, I think New Orleans Any, would anywhere, be better. Anywhere Gooch is allowed to go. That's yeah, right. Where we're where we're at with that you know? yeah if they he, he pushes he pushes the narrative to places he's already been because there's not a chance that he can go again with his wife so yeah right um yeah, yeah. which at least at, you know what at least they're opening some stuff up this would be the first time west of the mississippi 
on both yeah. instances, west of the Mississippi. Although I guess, <laughs> is New Orleans technically west? I can't remember. I know they're on kind of the delta there. I don't know if they're west or east. But either way, at least it's yeah. an interesting place. At least there's more than more than one thing to do. And if we went to New Orleans, we could do the Swamp Boat Tour because we wouldn't be able to hike there, really. Yeah. I want to do something outside. That's what I like to yeah. do when we go places. So. I've been on that Swamp Boat Tour in New Orleans. It's good, man. Yeah. It's good. Guide us. Yep, and they'll you know they'll take you in the in the van. They'll pick you up directly from the uh, the hotel. Because I don't think we would do that. I'm down. I'm down. I've never been to New Orleans. Uh, Oh man, it's good. uh, You'd love it. uh, You would absolutely love it. Yeah, I I would love. I would love Austin too. I've heard really good. I've heard good things. I've never been to Austin, so that one is a draw to me too. This is actually the first time I've I've heard cities being mentioned that I that I want to visit (laughs) in probably Uh, a decade. Yeah. I say we do Austin, and that'll be my boat, you know, for this one, yeah. just to just to get out west a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's some fun stuff we can do there. So yeah, I think we could all Anyways. fly into Dallas, so they dealt relatively easily, and and all that. Um, because I, I I guess there's probably an Austin airport, but I don't know that I would get there or not. Like yeah. I don't know how easy. Know I, I, that seems like a Southwest type destination. For me, I, I like I don't know. I don't know how accessible yeah, that, it might is, be a, that might be a Dallas Fort Worth um, and, and then, then drive north drive a little bit. A little bit yeah. I mean, it, nothing nothing will beat the uh, Syracuse to the Tupper Lakes drive <laughs> <laughs> that we did. That was, that was a good drive, though, man. Well, it was. Awesome. A, yeah, it was a good drive, except I you remember I had driven from Chicago to Syracuse, which is like 15 yeah. hours. And so I was I not looking for more drive for more. No, I think it was 12 <laughs> And then the extra thing. So driving home was brutal. That might have been the worst, one of the worst drives. Yeah, but ever you still got me. home before me and uh, I did. Weaver got I did home, get so. home before you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm still in this walking boot. Yeah. Uh, How's that working out? You know, I think it's healing. I don't know how well it's healing. You know, I don't know if it's healing correctly, but it's healing. Um, so yeah. the pain's not there. I guess I'll find out when I start running on it again. I'll find out very quickly if it didn't heal properly. But uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I in it. I'm in the boot. I'm in the boot now. I don't sleep in the boot, um, so I'm able to move around and like roll around in bed and stuff without pain, which which is a good thing. Uh, you know, I'm really this boot at this point. I'm just trying to avoid jamming my foot or stubbing my toe and pushing my toe right. down into my <laughs> the middle yeah. of my foot, which I've done with my pinky and my hands, and so I know that that doesn't heal right. When you do that, yeah. Um, so I don't want that kind of li- limited mobility, but I think it's going okay. Um, I did a row machine. I have a rower at, at at the house. I dug that kind of out of the garage, and I did that yesterday, and I felt good. Like that was the first physical activity I've had probably in like a week. And I, you know, trying to get trying to get trying to get right. I had a migraine on Monday. It was brutal. Right. Brutal. Oh, oh man, migraines are the worst, dude. They're awful, and so I got it was an ocular, so ocular migraine, and so like I sneezed yeah. a bunch, and then the migraine came, and I was like, oh crap! And I, um, I had had like a bottle of wine the night before, so I was already hungover, so I had taken two Tylenol, and then I had the migraine, and then I took the migraine medicine, which is like your, you know, that's a pretty heavy dose of Tylenol too. So then my body was starting to cramp because it was probably too much to have. So I was trying to then I was trying to flush everything out with water. It was just it was just an awful Monday, and then I, I like on Monday I was telling my wife I was like I I, I got to make changes because I've been eating like garbage over the last two weeks, not getting any physical activity. So I think my body is just like <laughs> no 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 no. You are yeah. old, my friend. You are getting you are aging. You need to take better care of yourself. So it sucks. Yeah, man. It's that, it's that, it's that point in life, man. 
you know, really gotta, really gotta, Hunker it down. doesn't uh, just come. Yeah. You have to actually, you know, uh, do something about it. So, mm. yeah. Oy, 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 oy. Um, yeah, I think we probably end the show there. You got anything else? Like anything, anything else sports wise that we need to, uh, to hit on here? No, I mean, uh, college basketball's, uh, this, starting to be a weird season with a bunch yeah. of cancellations just like everywhere um so um <laughs> you know all teams basically just going to non-conference games so it'd be weird um by the time we get to uh seating mm-hmm. you know what what certain things are going to look like because you have had some teams that have already played like six seven games and then a couple teams that haven't played so there's some teams that haven't like DePaul hasn't played a game yet this year you know like, right. So I think it's going to be really weird, you know, um, to do that. I don't know if they're going to expand it this year just to give it a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, equal opportunity for people or or how they're going to handle that this year. But Yeah, the NCAA is kind see. of goofy. It looks like uh, Notre Dame and Clemson play each other again, um, which is interesting yeah. because Notre Dame kind of eked by against Clemson's backup quarterback. And right. now, now they have um, now they have their quarterback back. So I wonder if Notre Dame loses, which I'm assuming they will, and I should actually go bet on Clemson. Now that I think about it, um, if Notre Dame loses, I wonder if they fall out of the ranking. Because if right. Iowa State beats Oklahoma and Texas A&M beats Tennessee, yeah, it could be uh, it could be a little goofy. Well, and we'll how see. do you feel like in Ohio State that's only right. played five games? Exactly, like, and that's I mean, what we're going to get with the, with men's basketball, right? With the seeding. Right, right, right. And I don't right. feel good about it. I think it's garbage. I kind of hope Northwestern takes care of Ohio State this week, but I don't think they will either, you know? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. And, and think about this. If UF beats Alabama, the number seven beats the number one, and then the right. number three beats the number two, like what happens? It's going to be it's gonna be a nightmare for the college committee this year. Right, yeah. and, you know, Florida, they choked one at home, yeah, you right. know, to, uh, to LSU. Right. Uh, they were pretty much, you know, had their writing, you know, to get in this thing, but yeah. choked that up. So they have to, I think they have to win to even still have a, uh, still sniff the uh, playoffs here. It's just, it's weird, man. Easier. I just can't wait. I just can't wait until everything's normal <laughs> back again. to normal. So you and weird. me both. Well, on that note, I think we can uh, close it out, buddy. So, uh, hey, everybody out there, be good, stay healthy, have a great um, holiday season. We'll be back next week. We're keeping it going. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are all Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports calling. Yeah. Yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. 
Reppin' the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sportsaholic, Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sportsaholic. 